Hey everyone, it's Brenna back on Pieces of Me. Welcome to my podcast. So the quote for this episode is, if you want to fly, give up everything that weighs you down. And that quote is by Buddha. Okay, so today I have my mom with me and I'm doing a Q&A. I'm just going to be asking some questions about her life as um, a divorcee and her experiences with um, her anxiety and depression and things like that and how she's gone through her two divorces. So, Mom, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, my name is Crystal, and like Brenna said, I have been divorced twice. Um She's my oldest biological child, mm-hmm. um, and I'm super proud of her for doing this, so yeah. thanks for having me. So, my, we're going to just get into the questions. I have about 10-ish questions I'm going to ask her. So, um, the first one is, like, what is our relationship like? What have we, you know, what do you think our relationship is like? Uh, well, I think that we're pretty close. Um, you know, we work real hard at having good communication. That's always been really important to me. Um, especially with, um, a lot of your anxiety issues and that kind of stuff. Good communication has been really important. So, um, you know, I, I want to be your mom, not your best friend. So... (laughs) You know, we definitely have some boundaries there that I think are appropriate. But um, for the most part, I think we work well together. We communicate well. Um, I'm your biggest fan. Um, So, yeah, I just think you're kind of magical. Well, thanks. (laughs) I'm half basically of you and your gene, so I guess that makes you magical too. Yes. (laughs) Um, So... Did you ever think, like, as a kid or a teen or even, like, a young adult before you got married, if you were ever going to get a divorce? Like, was that ever, like, on your mind? No. As a matter of fact, my parents, um, you know, had been married, have been married forever. And um, I, part of the things that we learn in church are, you know, about how important families are. Um, We believe in families that can be together forever. And so... Just, um, I never in a million years would have thought that this is (laughs) the path my life would have taken. As a matter of fact, um, I remember, you know how everybody kind of has their worst fears, their worst nightmares. And, you know, like Kayla's, there's snakes and, (laughs) you know, we all have our things. One Uh of my worst fears was being a single mom, um, and having to leave my babies and go to work and, be alone. Uh, I always wanted to just be a stay-at-home mom and and have that real traditional family life. And so, uh, the path our life has taken has been the furthest thing from my yep, imagination. Because yep. <laughs> you've told me before, you've wanted just like six kids, yeah. stay-at-home mom, yep. kind of like a little Susie Homemaker type thing, mm-hmm. not having to work full time, right. or single mom, or be divorced, anything like that. And I think it's really interesting because you kind of got the total opposite you've always had to be like full-time working Uh um single mom most of your life and I think you know only two kids not like bajillions of kids and 
things like that. So I think it's kind of interesting how life... <laughs> I've been blessed with the complete opposite of what yep. I was expecting or hoping for. You know, having grown up in that traditional family, it just... I saw how happy being a mom made my mother how much joy she took out of her traditional role, and I wanted that. So I've had to work really hard to redefine what being a good mother looks like for me, and that's been a really hard, hard thing to let go of, some of those old dreams and ideas that I had for my life, and redefine them and find some peace with some of that. So A good parent, you know, can doesn't have to be your home all the time. Right. Your whole, I mean, it's good to spend time with your family as much as you can, but if you can't do that and you have to work, find other ways to incorporate um, spending time together. Make that a priority after you get off of work, too. That's family time, not, you know, playing your phone time or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's family time kind of thing. So I think that's really interesting. Yeah, I've had to be a little selfish. I've had to learn how to say no mm-hmm. and really prioritize that time that we do have. Mm-hmm. And um, recognize that, yeah, being a good mom looks a lot of different ways. And I think as long as your children know that they are the priority and that yeah. they are loved and safe and secure, that that's um, the the basis for a good mom. A good, yeah. I mean, you're always going to feel like as a mom that you're failing your children anyways, just because it's hard work and there's no like rule book. But, um, you know dishes in the sink can wait and yeah your own personal needs can wait for a minute and being a good mom or parent can look like anything doesn't have to be one certain thing well there's definitely can't be anything because there are definitely some things that do not make you a good parent yeah. like <laughs> abusing your children yeah. or neglecting them or things but well, yes, like it can look, there's it a look, broad yes. spectrum <laughs> of how that looks and it's very personal mm-hmm. so i'm not certainly here not to tell anybody what the right way to be a good mom is. Yeah. So um so second question is what do you wish you would have known while going through your first divorce? Uh what I wish I had known going through my first divorce. That's a challenging question. <laughs> um I wish I had known how to take better care of myself. Mm. Um, I was so focused, especially at the very beginning on making sure that you guys were okay, that, um, some of the things that I needed to, you know, be emotionally, mentally strong and available for you, um, got put on the back burner because we ended up, it was just kind of like this big crisis, you know, like, ah. Mm -hmm. so, um, I wish that I had known better, like, appropriate ways to kind of nurture myself along with it. Yep. I wish I had known, um, yeah, <laughs> that's a really, <laughs> I, I haven't thought about that in a really long time. I wish I had known that, that, um, time uh, is a really good healer and yeah. to just kind of not expect on. yourself to heal like yeah. right then and there like yep. give yourself some time to just yep yeah um for sure uh i'll think about that one if i think yeah. of anything else <laughs> like i um I, it was a long time ago it was so, a long yeah. time ago but i would i mean 
just to allow the shock of it all and mm-hmm. um give yourself time to grieve some space to grieve mm-hmm. um use the time when the kids are at the other parent's house to really mm-hmm. nurture that I spend a lot of time like busy cleaning and doing like a lot of busy yeah. things when you would be gone because it was breaking my heart that you were away from me for so long and so um but I wish I had yeah. I had set some of that stuff aside like I said the dishes can wait and just nurtured myself during yeah. that time a little more give yourself like a spa day or you know mm-hmm. just some self love yeah makes sense so <laughs> yeah so how about your second divorce what um what did, would you want to would have known i think in a lot of ways the second divorce was a little easier because i didn't have children with him Mm-hmm. So without that aspect to it, it was yeah. a lot cleaner break in a sense where instead of like having to find a parenting plan, and kind of go right. to court to figure that out and mm-hmm. do all the you know yeah that makes sense yeah my second divorce was much more amicable uh, you know we were it was much more friendly and a, yeah. a more peaceful kind of process um, and so um, I wish I had. Um, taken more time to maybe prepare myself um, just yeah like I wish I'd had I wish I'd had more of an opportunity to see it coming and yeah. have a, a full-time job already in place and instead of having to be like oh crap gotta get a job gotta, yeah you know, things with him kind of escalated so quickly that I just didn't really have much of a time to kind of get some things in place and mm-hmm. and that happens you know yeah. I, um but it's I, not something you can really plan for <laughs> no you can't really, yeah <laughs> I mean I was in school full-time and I was I had a lot of other things going on that which is why I wasn't working full-time yeah. and so um, you know, that, that kind of made it extra challenging, but having kind of been through the process, I knew what to expect as far as the grieving, yeah. as far as the letting go, I'd already done it before. So it made it a little easier in that respect. Yeah. Um, different kinds of grieving, but the same, yes. you know, yes. same process. Yeah, exactly. Um, what comfort would you give to a parent going through a divorce? Or, like, advice or, you know, what would oh my you say gosh, to help? for a parent. Yes. Um, I know a lot of times, like, in church, people who have gotten a divorce or are going through a divorce or about to get a divorce come to you and, like, Crystal, like, what, what should I do? I need your help. I know you've gone through this once or twice. You know, you've been around the block. How, how do I do this? I need your help. You know, any advice, things like that. So, for me, the biggest player was my faith mm-hmm. in God and Jesus Christ. And I know that's not a, a faith base that everybody has. Um, but I think that um, I, I've spoken to lots of people who have gone through it mm-hmm. that are not maybe Christian or whatever. And most people have some kind of a faith base, that belief in yeah. that power greater than them. And I think that drawing upon that strength, that faith that they have and whatever power that looks like, whatever you yeah. call it, whatever, however you practice it. Um, was one of my greatest sources of strength just because there was so much that I did not have control over. I didn't have control over how you guys reacted. So I mm-hmm. called upon, you know, God and my faith to bless you, you yeah. know, and ask, ask for you to be strengthened and for you to be able to work through those things. So, 
and it gave me comfort knowing that, um, like, yeah, this is going on right now, but somebody who's bigger than me, somebody who's more powerful yeah. than me, somebody who loves me more perfectly than anybody else ever will, um, is mindful. Mm-hmm. And so just knowing that really gave me a lot of comfort and practicing my faith in the way that felt right to me. So I would, number one, encourage whoever may be going through it to just trust in that greater power yeah. and have faith in that and and encourage your children to call upon that power too um, and nurture that in your home. The other part that was super important to me that I feel like God gave me a little nudge during my first divorce was a reminder that that he was also mindful of my children. I spent a lot of time crying and worrying and trying so hard to make the experience um, yeah. as as least painful for you guys as possible. And I realized that although I was doing everything in my power, that that wasn't ever going to be enough. And yeah. and so trusting, you can't you can't have control over everything. Kind of got to right. let let God take the wheel. And uh-huh. so trusting you know. God to take care of you guys and fill in all the parts where Mm -hmm. I was failing um, was huge. It just took such a load off that I didn't have to be perfect at it. You know, I wasn't in it alone, even though I felt very much alone. Yeah. Um, Also, I would say a parent, um, again, when, when you, for me, it was a real shock because you guys were little, right? And to have you go to your dad's, and um, be away from me. Yeah. Uh, we'd never really been apart. And so it was like, I mm-hmm. did it. <laughs> yeah. I'm freaking out. You were little at first. And it just, you know, I, I really, really, really had a hard time. And um, so just, again, filling that time, recognizing that, hey, it's not ideal. It's not what you want. But it is the path that you're on. You yeah. don't really get a choice, right? So... Use that time in the best way that you can um, and and come to treasure it as that some alone time. Yeah. I, spent, I spent too long being upset about it and Instead not embracing of, it. Like, you don't have yeah. a choice. So just frame it in a positive way. And um, it's kind of glass half empty or half full. You yes, know? exactly. Find, find other things to do. Like, I know eventually you started going to, like, um, church dances, like single uh-huh. little fancy started doing that kind of getting yeah you know back out there and you do other stuff on the weekends and just kind of sit home and just uh-huh. <laughs> be sad and started making some friends started making some it friends. was important for me to make some friends that were in my same boat who yeah. were also divorced and dealing with parenting plans and the struggles of negotiating and all of those things mm-hmm. and so uh, it was really important for me to find people that I didn't have to explain all of that yeah. to. You know, like I could just go to an activity with other single people and be like, yeah, my kids are with their dad, enough said, right? Versus having someone who may not know, understand the process uh-huh. be like, what is, how often, and just, it just, yeah, it's just like, I don't want to talk about it. It's a painful thing, right? Like, it, so it really helped me. Let's to find just hang of, out and just, <laughs> yeah. you know. We don't have our kids because we're divorced. So now let's, what are we going to do at this time? Yeah. And, and make the most of it. Um, and let's see. The other thing I would say for parents is to make sure that um, consistency, that you're consistent. So um, 
you know, making sure that the pickup times, that you're being respectful during pickup times, respecting each other's time. It just makes it so much smoother for the kids. Yeah. Making sure that you're organized, you know, they know when it's coming, what's coming, how that's all looking. Mm-hmm. Keeping everybody on the same page is really important, especially for people who have anxiety issues. Yeah. Um, and then allowing, making sure that you're giving some extra grace when they're coming back from their other parents' home to adjust, you know, like there were a lot of times you guys would come back and I'd say a reminder, that kind of behavior is something maybe works at your dad's house or that he doesn't have a problem with, but it's not going to work here. It's a problem here. And I'm giving you grace because you're just coming back from a visit. But just so you know, there will be mm-hmm. some consequences if that continues. Yeah. Um, and just having that little adjustment period to kind of right. switch over. Recognizing you know. that we're not in their position as kids or as adults, right? And so recognizing that I don't know what that's like. So I can give a little bit of grace. I mm-hmm. can give a little bit of adjustment time and respect that process for you. Um, same thing as you're preparing to go. There was often a lot of anxiety amping up to mm-hmm. going to dad's or whatever. And so um, giving a little grace there, making sure yeah. that you're, you know. Um, and then I would also say probably lastly uh, is just if there are situations that are coming up that are bigger than you and you've tried and prayed and done, all, you know, pulled from the resources that you have, then ask for professional help. I know the times that we've had therapists involved um, has been a good thing mm-hmm. um, to iron out some wrinkles between, you know, parenting plans and visiting, uh, iron out some wrinkles with anxiety and some struggles yeah. there. And so, you know, as you don't a, have to, if you need help, don't yes. be afraid to ask for it. As a parent, one of the best things I feel like I did when you were just little, like tiny, when mm-hmm. we were very newly divorced, I went and saw a ther- a child's therapist Mm-hmm. and got advice from them. I didn't necessarily take you to yeah. the therapist, but I went and I got gave, advice I, from them to I, give to your kids. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, that, so that I was making sure that I was handling it the most sensitive way mm-hmm. I could um, and nurturing that communication versus taking you, just dropping you off with the therapist and saying, here, fix this or help this. Yeah, like... I got, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I researched a lot of information, a lot of different books, a lot of different resources mm-hmm. to know, like, what's best for my kid because I didn't know. So don't be afraid to reach out, you know, and advocate for yourself or to, you know, pull whatever resources you need to for your kids. Yeah. It'll, it'll be a blessing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you ever regret marrying your first husband or your second husband? Like, do you, do you ever like think back and regret that? Um, no. Yes and no. I regret the pain Mm -hmm. that each of those marriages had, well, marriages and divorces have brought, um, for everybody involved. You know, I regret the hurt that it's caused for both my husbands, my ex-husbands, um, the pain that it's caused my children, the pain that it's caused myself. There's been a lot of suffering, mm-hmm. um, a lot of hard things that I know nobody really wanted. Mm-hmm. So I regret that it's been so painful and hurtful. Yeah. But I don't, at the same time, I don't regret marrying either one of them because I believe that life is meant 
we're here to learn things yeah. and we're here to and plus you wouldn't have me or Kayla if you didn't well I was that. getting to that part oh, okay. yeah <laughs> like, like I mean we're here to learn and I think that sometimes people are brought into our life not to make it easy mm-hmm. but to challenge us to be our best versions of ourselves. and um so I feel like I've learned a lot from being married to both my previous husbands through them because of them because of the choices they've made and I've made um there's been a lot of learning that's gone on and you know I, I was is there another way I could have learned the things I've learned probably yeah but maybe not maybe this is what I needed to to grow. learn those lessons yeah. and maybe it's what they needed I mean I don't want to make assumptions but it's a possibility yeah. that's for them to decide and um also for my children as heart-wrenching it's been uh there's been a lot of good learning and personal growth as well so yeah I definitely agree with that. and I got two really great kids <laughs> and <laughs> I've been blessed to be part of stepkids lives and that has been a blessing to me um I still love each one of them whether or not we stay in contact regularly mm-hmm. I think of them I pray for them. Those relationships still are meaningful to me. And so, um, you know, the more people you can love and be loved by in this world, I think the better. Like what you say all the time, like love doesn't divide, it multiplies. You just keeps you know yes it doesn't divide you can't divide your love it's i feel like i should multiplies. make merch for that or yeah. something because like, <laughs> i think especially in situations where there's divorce um especially for kids they feel like oh, okay i have a new parent i have these new step siblings yeah. or half siblings or whatever all this new extended family and there's a real loyalty pull Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess if I were to give another little nugget of advice is that <laughs> trust that your children, they have enough love to give both parents and, and step parents and all the above. And so yeah. it never has to feel like a pull of loyalty. You don't ever have to convince them that you are better or yeah. that they should love you more or that any of the above, like love doesn't divide. It only multiplies. So you, they yeah. don't need to feel like they have to divide this little parcel of love that they have. Yeah. And they're like, well, I already gave oh, they a have much, much. Yeah. yeah <laughs> give this much to my mom and this much to my dad. And there's not any left for a stepdad or a stepmom or step siblings. And, and I, my experience with love has been that that is absolutely not the case. Yeah. You have this big parcel for dad. You have this big parcel for mom. You have a big parcel for your bio siblings. And then you also can develop and nurture these other parcels for so forth and so forth and so forth. So you don't ever have to feel threatened by that. Children are really amazing that way. Adults, we have a harder time with it, I think. (laughs) But kids have this natural ability to um, just love people and if you're good to them and you respect and are kind and yeah. you know whatever i mean you gotta be kind you yeah gotta, <laughs> it's, it's not it's not like magic or anything but i love you i love but you but it definitely can grow into that and so teaching them that hey it does it doesn't have to be either or there's plenty of love plenty for of love. everybody yeah. um that principle has really made a big difference i feel like for yeah us i definitely feel like that you've said that you know saving a lot no. I think about a lot, like, yeah, it doesn't, new people come into my life, it doesn't, you know, I think about that, it does not 
divide love does not divide it mm-hmm. multiplies i can i always have more to give yeah i don't have like only this much love and it's like oh sorry i'm out of love right <laughs> well i won't lie when your dad got remarried i was there was a part there was a period of time yeah. where i was very threatened by that yeah um you know it made me feel really insecure like well am i enough uh, you know like you'd come back and and you know have all these glorious things to say and i'd be like oh I'm over here doing the dirty work, you know, and, and, uh, so it was a principle I had to learn first. And then as I taught you guys, it it really did make a difference. Once you learned it, then we learned it. Yeah. And it's just been a non-issue for me for eons of time, it feels like, but yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, was it hard to get back out into the dating world after your divorces? (laughs) Like, how did that look? Was that hard for you or, um, yeah, statistically speaking, men get back out in the dating field typically much sooner than yeah. women. Um, and so, but I'm a very social person. And so uh, those long weekends when you weren't there, I was really str- like struggling. Yeah. Uh, it took me, I wanted to wait until I was 100% divorced, not just separated. Because yeah, yeah. I didn't think it was fair to be dating or potentially dating other people without being truly single. Mm -hmm. Um, So I waited until all that was finalized. So by default, that took about a year. Mm -hmm. So I had a year of kind of limbo. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Living single, but not really being single in my heart, at least, or and legally. Um, It was hard. It was hard to put yourself out there because you kind of feel devastated, like, your confidence just or I shouldn't say your my yeah <laughs> personally speaking my confidence had tanked my confidence in my decision making ability was really low because I thought well I, you know this guy I picked him I thought I was making the best decision yeah. and look how it turned out and so you kind of start to doubt yourself. you start to yeah. doubt yourself and your ability to get you know judge other people and gauge yeah. how and who they are um, just confidence in yourself in general, because uh, you're exhausted. The process of divorce is exhausting in every way, and so you just are like, I don't have the, <laughs> I don't have, yeah. But I knew that it was important for me to find ways to be social. So, um, yeah, because you're a very outgoing person. So yeah. After a while, I bet you're just kind of like, you know, uh-huh. like I need to go out, and make new friends, maybe meet some people, you know, do exactly. all these things and. Yeah. So, and I did, I dated a few, you know, people and, um, nothing super serious. Yeah. Um, but it took me a good five years, um, in between my first and second marriage to, and, and I got to the point where I was independent. I was doing well. I really wasn't looking yeah. more than anything. It was that companionship, mm-hmm. you know, trying to find a good fit that way. Um, but it was hard. I, I won't lie. It's hard to date when you have children full time, you know, it's, yeah. Um, can I, I, you know, I need a babysitter. I can't take, you know, I can't take them on my dates. Right. And, you know, you gotta kind of. And I always knew I wasn't interested in having a long-term relationship with anyone that was not a good fit for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really hard. It was Because a... now you not only have to think of yourself when dating. Right. You have to think of your kids mm-hmm. who, if you get married, that person is going to be in their life. Right. And you may really dig a person and think, boy, he's really something, right? <laughs> and um, and then, so then you have to start thinking, like, well, when is the appropriate time to introduce them to my children? 
at what point in the relationship yeah. do I do that? How do I do it so that it's the least um, confusing, confusing, shocking? Exactly. Yeah. So I didn't. You guys didn't meet a lot of the people that yeah. you know I was seeing casually because. Uh, it you know as as things went on I was like yeah this isn't going anywhere so mm-hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna introduce my children to that yeah because um, you want to make sure you know not introduce it okay this guy this guy this guy what's going on right <laughs> I want the most important thing was for me to have you feel secure yeah so I imagined that I would not feel very secure and the advice I had gotten from the professionals and yeah. so forth was you know and until you feel really confident in that relationship you you just don't yeah. go there with your children. Uh, they don't need it. It's not important. Typically, they have time with their other parent. And so, you know, use that time to, you know, have them over to your home if those yeah. are the things you want to do. But um, especially having your children over to your home because that's their little safe space. Yeah. Right. And you don't want them to feel threatened by bringing all these random people into their safe space. Yeah. So. Um, Makes sense. So that was challenging, but but worth it. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard, but it was it was good once you got out there again. It was. And, you know, when I finally did introduce you girls to um your stepdads I mean both of them both of those situations were completely different. Yeah. <laughs> each stepdads and each I mean, each the process for it all was just totally different. Um, but I I definitely had a real good idea of uh, where I wanted things yeah. to go, and and so it was more of, hey, here's this new person in our life. He's really special to me. Mm-hmm. I hope he'll be special to you. Let's see how we all feel about it. And yeah, kind of approaching it that way instead of, here's your new stepdad. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting married, and you know, yeah, like it's important. It was important to me that you girls felt like you had uh, a voice because mm-hmm. I was not interested in marrying somebody that would not be a blessing in your life, mm-hmm. especially and, since we were with you full you know right full time that because i have custody of you because you have custody of right us then we he would be in our life like you know daily daily mm-hmm. so it's yeah i remember we would always be like mom what are we going to find when are we going to find our husband <laughs> <laughs> when are we going to find like when are we going to find a husband uh, and, like, when you were little yeah we would be like i'd say i don't know what do you think he should look like I'd say, should he have blonde, yellow hair? Because you were little, right? Should he have yellow hair or brown hair or no hair? Yeah. And you would, you know, laugh about it. And then, yeah, he was very much going to be our husband. Yeah. Not just, <laughs> and he was. Hey, you, mom, when are we going to find yeah, our husband? Yeah. Yeah. And the second time, I mean, this next, this last time with um, Wade and everything has been definitely a different because you've been much older yeah. and you're a little more jaded mm. and you know so uh Wade's had the odds stacked against him quite honestly yeah um but he's a trooper and not a quitter and and you all all of you every single member of this family are trying so hard and that makes the difference I think yeah. if one person wasn't putting in the effort kind of like I talked to my like last episode mm-hmm. about bundling families relationships they take every single one to work on it can't just be one person right working on it it's got to be both because if you don't have both of them then it just kind of falls apart on one end and it doesn't yeah and you kids even though you probably don't want to a lot of times (laughs) and even though it doesn't feel natural or you Uh know um i 
I appreciate how much effort you guys put into trying. Yeah. You know, because I understand that that's probably extra challenging for you. You know, you didn't you didn't fall in love with him the way I did. Yeah. And so um, I respect you guys for your efforts and appreciate it deeply. Um, I probably don't express that enough. So <laughs> now it's on record. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, so my last question is. How has, like, your anxiety and depression and things like that affected and made different and challenged you through your divorces? Through my divorces? Or, or just in life in general, too. Um. Well, back when I was a kid and was experiencing a lot of anxiety and depression, it wasn't talked about. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that I was broken. I thought there was something really wrong with me mm-hmm. when I would experience depression. Um, You'd be like, th- what's wrong with me? Yeah, there wasn't a name for it. Yeah. It wasn't like, um, it's, it was just wasn't talked about like it is nowadays. Mm-hmm. So I, I suffered and struggled a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I was bullied a lot as a kid and just... Uh, without, I mean, I had a great mom who was interested, but how, I didn't, how do you even put that into words? You know, yeah. how do you try to tell your parent, like, I feel all these awful things and you know, I just, yeah. I, I couldn't navigate it. So, uh, I struggled with it for a really long time. It wasn't until after I had you, mm-hmm. um, and I ended up with really bad postpartum depression. Yeah. So after you have babies, your hormones are crazy yeah. and uh, it triggered some really kind of nasty stuff in me as far as mental health was concerned. Yeah. And um, so it wasn't until then that I started getting some help for it. Yeah. And um, that was a really dark, scary place. Like, yeah. it was worse than I'd ever experienced before. Um, and your dad was a real trooper, really supportive. Yeah. I appreciated him through that process. Um, but I finally got on some medication and felt felt a lot better. Yeah. Um, so that was huge. Once you could identify what was actually happening yeah. to you, it was a little easier to... Recognizing. I know that, at least for my anxiety, like when I, we kind of talked about it and we went to the doctor and mm-hmm. kind of like figured out, because I, I, I was kind of like an anxious person all my life. Right. But like, it wasn't until I was like, I don't know, what what age, like seven or so? You had, you really, I mean, when you were little, like three and four, you ex- you um experienced a lot of it just and we thought it was mostly just due to like parenting yeah you know ch- uh, parenting plan challenges and like yeah. just adjusting uh but looking back i think it was it was just a manifestation of the normal anxiety yeah. that you had but we had no idea yeah um it, you were i think in third grade when yeah. third or fourth grade I think it was, it was third grade. I and think. we thought we thought you had ADD at first because yeah. you were just all over the place. And uh-huh. um, yeah, I remember we we went to the doctor. We're like, we think she either has like ADD, ADHD, yeah, maybe some OCD. Like you couldn't sit still while you're doing your yeah. homework. <laughs> you really you had a hard time going to sleep. At night. I mean, there was just a huge list of things that was like she seems to be really struggling, and mm-hmm. we don't know what's going on or what to do. And the doctor explained to us that a lot of times anxiety for younger children manifests in uh kind of more of an ADHD uh, yeah way like just uh, busy 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 and so um anyway this is about my anxiety not yours oh, but, but, yeah so right, this question so anyway uh, it wasn't a thing for me when I was little yeah. but yeah putting a name to it and like acknowledging like oh I have depression issues mm-hmm. and this is the medicine and these are the things so I've done my therapy I I take medicine regularly 
Um, after my second divorce, uh, I, my anxiety was triggered and I, I didn't, I, I think I'd always had anxiety, but again, yeah, uh, the depression part was bigger. Yeah. The way it's been explained to me is that depression, anxiety are kind of like step siblings. Like if yeah. you have one, you, you're going to kind of have the other, so to speak. Yeah. Um, a lot of times we go together. Yes. And, and they can be triggered by trauma. And mm-hmm. so the trauma of that second divorce really got mine bad. Um, and it wasn't until I started having panic attacks for the first time. Never had had those before. Um, sick stomach. Yeah. Just all of that kind of stuff was really bad. Um, I finally, I started seeing therapists and that really helped. I finally got on some medication and, um, Honestly, the after switching doses and switching medications, I feel like a million. I feel like a yeah. completely different person. Mm-hmm. But it's it's definitely one of those things that I feel like is constantly evolving. Things things that go on through your life can yes. change your mental health a lot. I mean, sometimes yes. it doesn't, but a lot of times, there's different emotions and experiences change your. I know that in um, when you had your second divorce. Uh huh. Um, I know I had to go go to my, yeah, psychiatrist lady. I don't a psychiatrist lady. That's what she's called. She's a psychiatric nurse practitioner. Okay, yeah. So she can prescribe medicine. Yes. The um, so um, you got it. That lady. Um, I had to go to her and be like, like I've been having extra trouble with this uh-huh. after I had a, like a little burst or a little extra anxiety mm-hmm. than I normally had. Um, they call it like breakthrough. So yeah, it's so, not everybody's. If there's a normal amount of anxiety that most people experience when things go on in life, mm-hmm. um, and our medication for those of us who have anxiety helps keep that at a normal level where yep. everybody else kind of is. Yeah. But then we will have experiences that cause us to have that breakthrough anxiety, and that's just when we have those bursts of. It's worse than it yep. it should be than it's you know than it has been, and that's when we need to reach out for a little. Yeah, extra support, and that's, that's what you did. That's something I mm-hmm. advice I'd give is just like, don't be afraid to ask for help and reach out. Mm-hmm. If you if you are feeling a certain way, you know, talk to your parent or talk to a doctor and say, hey, feel these things. Like, mm-hmm. what, you know, do you have any ideas or talk to anybody you just feel like trusted with and, you know, exactly. trusted. An adult. An adult, yeah. I mean, it's great to talk about your friends and, and, you know, with it, your peers. If you have someone you trust to share those things with, that's great. Um, But they're not in a position to help you move forward with the next step. And so make sure that you're finding an adult that you respect, that you trust, that can is in a position to help you with those kinds of things, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think that as a parent that has been probably one of the most heartbreaking things that these divorces and the subsequent, you know, trauma and experiences mm-hmm. that we've had, um, that has been the hardest part is watching my children suffer through it, watching your anxiety get triggered and be worse, watching your sister have her own, you know, issues, um, as a parent, knowing that, you know, your life experiences are negatively impacting your children. And there's a lot of guilt. There's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of um, heartbreak that comes as a parent watching that happen. And obviously, if we, if I could take it away, if I could have yeah. changed <laughs> the life you know challenges that we've had, I would have. 
Um, and I just cling to that knowledge that all of those hard things we go through in life, I believe, can benefit us. If we mm-hmm. can find the ways that they're benefiting us, then they're not for nothing. Yeah. You know, um, it's easy to sit back and just be like, oh, my life sucks. This is hard, you know, and be bitter from it all. Mm-hmm. And my philosophy has always been that we need to we need to find ways to be better through them to find ways to um you know turn them in turn turn yeah. that frown upside down so to speak yeah glass use half those, full what however you want to look at it experiences <laughs> for the better right you know if you can come out the better end of it then it just makes it a whole lot easier and you learn a lot then then you feel less like a victim mm-hmm. right you feel yep. there's a, a certain amount of empowerment when you don't victimize yourself that way and say, no, poor me, our life is hard. Saying, yeah, our life is hard and our life is hard. We can acknowledge yeah, that. Yeah. And we're stronger because of it. And we're seeing these blessings through it. And we're mm-hmm. experiencing this. And so that has been a blessing in my life. And watching you do your podcast, watching <laughs> you, you know, burst through that anxiety and continue to work on it. Add all those tools to your tool belt of anxiety helpers um all of those things has been a gift to me to watch you blossom and your sister as well um and so i have full faith and confidence that it can be done and can i have be done. <laughs> full faith and confidence in you guys to navigate it and be better for it and yeah. so um i'm proud of you i'm really proud of you well thank you <laughs> So, um, thank you. That's a wrap on the questions. Did we get them all? Yeah. Um, if, unless there's anything else you'd like to say. No. Just okay. I love you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's so, kind of fun. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.